Hello and welcome to an all new episode of The Spotlight. I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I am so happy to be here with you. Um, we are doing our yearly TMU, that's the Movies Underground Year End Special, and I have a special co-host with me, the one and only Ramsey. How you doing, Ramsey? Hey man, I'm good. How you doing? It's been a minute since we've been able to hang out. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I know, man. I, I mean... Look, you are the busiest man in show business that I know. I know you got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, man. Uh, well, you know, we uh, still got Raw Radio going. We are currently uh, promoting Thursday Night Talk, where we have three separate shows that come on. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock with No Hose Bars, which is a sports and entertainment show. Then we do Just Kicking It, uh, which is my show. It's an adult talk show, so please don't have your kids listen. Just, just don't do it. It's, it's just not worth it. The, the, the amount of therapy that you would have to pay for. <laughs> so, you know, and we uh, have a brand new show called The Catch Up, which is which is two of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life, man. I mean, the, I, I, one of these guys, I tell them, I said, man, I could just sit down there and watch you order food. I mean, the way that they talk, it's just so, so funny to me just to listen to the way that they can take any conversation and just flip it around so um you know we got that going on and we're also in the process of building our television our online television uh section of raya so you know thursday night eight o'clock uh tune in app uh just search for raya radio and come join us and have some fun all right man mm. well i'm you know i'm a big fan of what you do and i'm glad that you are here chopping it up with me man Oh, no problem. You know, man, I, I, I got to come home. This is where it all started. So, you know, I feel like I'm 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 among my my forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the forefathers. That's funny. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's get to our panel. We have a esteemed <laughs> panel and we're going to start off with the one and only Ken White. How you doing, Ken? I'm well, thank you. And, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but I know that it's been about a year since I had a chance to talk to you. It seems like uh, let's get to uh, our only, the only times that I do get a chance to talk to you is on this specific show. So, uh, sure. what's been going on this last year? Uh, more of the same. Mm hmm. Just writing and what? Nothing. Writing and uh, enjoying life. <laughs> loving life. Loving it. Yeah, oh, bless you. Mm. Uh, well, is it the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? Mm hmm. <laughs> you said you went to the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? No, I'm saying Roger looks like he just came out of the Pro Wrestling <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting to be on video. <laughs> Funny, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I put a dressing gown on, put it that way, because normally I don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> and us, also, it's a Sunday, I don't dress on Sundays. Also yeah. uh, joining us is the one and only Roger. How you doing, Roger? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we go, yeah. we're going to be talking we're, about... We're, we're, we'll, we'll say that, yes, we'll say I'm all right. <laughs> all right we're going to be talking about uh, what you've been up to as well. Uh, and also joining us, uh, we have the monk. How you doing, the monk? I'm endeavoring to persevere. <laughs> okay, that's pretty deep. <laughs> that's pretty deep there. You could have done what I. You could have done what I did, monk, and lied. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, it's not as good yeah, as that, then. He's not trying to persevere at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, look at this. Is this where you plan to be in 20 years? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Oh dear. And, um. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the one and only Arpo. How you doing, Arpo? The new, improved, invigorated Arpo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Really good. Yeah, he's fantastically lying. good. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> All right. So um, the, this show is the year-end review. We, we're going to be talking about a lot about 2017, but of course, we got to start off, you know, on a personal note. And I, I guess it's been about, what, four years now, five years that uh, Ken and uh, the monk have uh, became neighbors, right? It's been about four or five years, something like that? We just had, yeah, five years. Uh, about, what was it, a week and a half ago, it was five years. Five years. Wow. Five years. That's How many has it seemed like, Ken? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, five years in Birmingham. We even went down to Outback. Now, we, I think a lot of us, we have this romantic uh, view of you guys, you know, becoming neighbors where, you know, it, it's a lot. It's where it's, uh, you know, uh, Monk is taking you hunting. Monk is taking you hunting. Uh, we, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> he probably. Yeah, yeah, See the toll it's taken on Monk, though, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just picture Monk showing up at your door with, uh, you know, two possums, <laughs> you know, and, you know, telling you to barbecue them. No, <laughs> no. no you only ever brings one. Possums are for stew. Everybody knows that. God. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, I know you spent a long time in Florida, but you know you said that wasn't the real self. Are you are you starting to feel Ken now like a real Southerner now that you've spent five years in in Alabama? No. Like, actually, I'm feeling more alienated from the South with every passing day. Really? <laughs> Why do you say I that? that. Yeah. Uh, every passing day lets me know that that this is not the place. That such as me really okay. Uh, now you've gotten the, the the southern hospitality, right? Everybody's, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, is very nice, and they everybody is very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're you're closer to Monk, so you see Monk. I think don't you? Can't you see his house from your backyard? Sort of. Yes. If I step out onto the back patio and look up to the left. Through the tree, I can see roughly where he is. Right. Mm. So I imagine... Well, you're I, all, I you're can, always haunted. Sorry. Yeah, I can <laughs> easily see Ken's uh, back patio door through my gun sights every morning. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait for him to pop his head out. <laughs> just, yeah, just so you use high-powered binoculars, he can see right into Ken's bedroom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, not the something you'd want to do. It's just where you got the silencer. Otherwise, he'd, he'd know you've been taking pot shots at him every day. You need to improve your aim. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm, I imagine you go to the Piggly Wiggly a lot. In uh, no, I haven't. I, last time I was in a Piggly Wiggly was like maybe 
year ago. I was looking. Oh, I was looking for uh, Marcella wine, hmm. and uh, tried a couple of different places, and they only had sweet Marcella wine because uh, I was making some chicken Marcella. So I didn't want sweet Marcella, and I understood that the, the pig had uh, like a better wine selection. So I went there, and they had the same crappy sweet Marcella. So I ended up having to go to a damn liquor store and spend like $25 on a bottle of Marcella. Oh, wow. Sucked. Well, and the thing is, we still have it. I have like three quarters of it just sitting there. You just don't understand cooking, Ken. A good uh, Kool-Aid will work just as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Great. Yeah, just don't have the extra sugar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, Birmingham's a nice city. I mean, I'm I've been here five years. Mm-hmm. Usually, about seven years maximum for any one place. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to leave Birmingham. I might just go someplace. <coughs> Yeah. Now, now, Ramsey, when mm-hmm. uh, there's two questions men always like to ask about 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 a city, right? Or, okay. It's always what's the food like and what the what them girls like, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, we kind of talked about the food. Uh, I don't. You're a single man, right, Ken? I am a single man. Yes. So, like, what's the best places? to find the company of a young lady. Um, you know, uh, is it the church, <laughs> the library? Any street corner. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't He's in the corner. <laughs> I don't go to church. Uh, I don't go to the library. So those may be great places, but uh, sadly, I'm unaware of it. Uh, the dog park isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, so we remember that story from last year. <laughs> the dog park. Yeah. Or was that somebody else? <laughs> no, no, the best place to find a lady is Walmart. Is it? That's, that's, yeah, so you can go to Walmart and you see someone that's attractive and you like just can't, don't stalk her, but you know, just kind of follow her path and see what she's picking up and you can tell what kind of life she's living. You know? Hi. Look you at know, the if, size if, of these cucumbers. If, if, she, <laughs> if, she, if she's filling up her buggy, then she's probably got somebody at home. But if she's just like a meal-to-meal type thing, she's probably single. Oh, and, and if she's buying this, the name brand instead of the Walmart generic, it means she has money. Grab her quick. <laughs> <laughs> so if she's getting Kool-Aid, you may not want to keep talking to her. But if she's getting like uh, organic uh, grape juice, <laughs> or something like that, right? <laughs> no, she's getting Kool Aid. She may be good for a weekend, but if she's getting that pre-sweetened Kool Aid, then you don't want her at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so like you, if she's going through every bottle of Pinot Grigio looking for a good year, <laughs> grab her quick. <laughs> Now, yeah. now, can I mean, you to find a good year in Walmart? <laughs> if she's searching wine in Walmart, yeah. you should move on. I'm just <laughs> now, 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 Ken, you, you know, you were, you're a guy, you're an older guy. And, yes, sir. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, you know how to flatter people. I prefer you say an older 
gentleman. Gentleman. Older, <laughs> you're an older gentleman. <laughs> And oh, I, 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 I imagine, <laughs> I imagine you're, you, you know, you have a little money uh, stashed away as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. can we borrow some? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so when you do talk to a, a woman that you're interested in, uh, I'm interested. What is the Ken White uh, uh, move? Like, what, what is Ken White? And, and, and also, I want uh, Monk to follow that up with. Uh, have you ever seen? Uh, uh, Mr. White in action. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, well, he can do with his high-powered scope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is it like? You know, what do you? How do you? Uh, you know, start it off, and and what's the difference between the Alabama girls and uh, Florida girls for you, <clears throat> Ken? Uh, the problem with Alabama girls is a. They may be Alabama football fans, which is a problem for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I should expect them being uh, Miami Dolphins fans, slightly. That would be a problem for me. But, yeah. But, yeah, the, a lot of the, the women here are Bama fans. <laughs> uh, and many of them are also, like, Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's like two strikes, and I'm not going for the third. I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do off outside pitches and let let them go. <laughs> you know why I understood that. <laughs> I actually understand baseball. How strange is that? Because it doesn't exist over here. So it's like cricket. So it's nothing like cricket. <laughs> so monk, monk, monk. Well, it's a little bit. You got a wooden stick like, and ball. Oh, cricket! Oh, it's nothing like baseball. So okay. Well, put it this way: in baseball, can you get a score of over four hundred runs in an innings? Yeah. Sure. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> you just have to. Sure. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd take you about a week to get it. <laughs> <laughs> that cricket match can take about five days. So yeah, hey, hey, there, there's no time limit in baseball. Right, I know it there isn't. Take yeah. as long as it takes. Yeah, that's it. And I think the highest score ever, if I remember rightly, until a few years ago, was about 18 runs in an inning. Oh, no, not in an innings, in a match. <laughs> so yeah. But technically, yeah, you could... Uh, technically, yes. Technically, I mean, it, just, uh, it depends on who they're sending out there to pitch. Yeah, yeah but uh, Ricky, you don't have to, like, run around the base. Well, that's... I, I mean, if I went out to pitch to them, I yes, they could score that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, yesterday I went to... Uh, first Alabama game I've been to in a while. My son took me and his... Uh, his little brother. And, yeah, so Ken uh, didn't go with you then? No, <laughs> Ken didn't go. But interestingly enough, we were playing uh, Ken's alma. alumni. My alma mater. Yes. His alma mater, uh, Mercer College? University. Oh, it's, oh it is? Oh, are, you, are you sure? Yes, it is. Jesus, I mean, the game went pretty much like this, you know. They brought out the uh, Mercer's quarterback, and then the uh, smallest cheerleader Alabama had. She kicked him in the nuts, and <laughs> game over. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> That's the way to play. 
I mean, it's, uh, they're team colors. Uh, you'll have to explain this to me. Black and safety cone orange? <laughs> I mean, it could be visible, you know. I mean, you don't want to get injured by a, a stray, uh, a stray uh, piece of machinery or something, do they? And, and having that on, it's not going to happen. But I do like, I do like to see it when, when cheerleaders get more, you know, get more emotionally involved with the game. Well, hell, they got more field time than Alabama's first train did yesterday. Oh, wow, that's bad. <laughs> oh, I think the total score was fifty-six to nothing. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I hate games like well, that. I don't understand why they play games like that. Before I could get my cap put on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the most amazing game I ever watched, because uh, we used to have, uh, well, I suppose there's still is matches here, but the very low level kind of local one. And the team I used to follow was the Brighton B52s back in the 80s, and uh, they were playing this uh, other team, and the final score was 92 nil. And uh, by the end of the match in the fourth quarter, they were running in with the third string and running in every point after to get two points. It was just unbelievable. Oh, wow. But it was fun. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, but I stopped going because of Scott. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who would know that, like, a three-month-old baby would be upset by the noise of a football match? I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. uh, all right, so, Roger, uh, it's it's been a while since we had a chance to, to talk to you. And it would be February. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a long time. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, your son, he moved to where I was just at, uh, Houston. That's correct. Um, he moved there about two and a bit years ago. Have you have yeah. you been down yet? Two and a half years ago. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not in a situation where I'm able to travel. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. Now I I I just got my passport um, uh -huh. the other day, and um, uh, you know I'm looking at places to go. And uh, so now you live in you live where exactly in in the UK? I live in Eastbourne, which is on the southern coast. I'm a southerner. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah. if I if I chose that as the place I'd go, uh, how, uh -huh. how much fun do you think I could have there? Uh, it depends what you're interested in. If you are interested in history, mm -hmm. a heck of a lot. Oh, but I mean, I now. could take you to see. Uh, the place where William the Conqueror landed, where there's a castle built on top of a Roman fort. I could take you to a tea room where Charles Dickens used to drink tea. Um, I could take you to the second oldest pub in the country, which is 820 years old and still open. Oh, wow. <laughs> Things like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have old stuff around here. Um, and that's just within my town. Uh, that, that's not even travelling. Um... But yeah, the further afield you go, I mean, within an hour's ride of here, probably got six or seven castles, for example. Um, yeah, and the beautiful countryside and uh, millions of restaurants because we're on the seafront. Uh, we have the uh, pier, uh, we have the beach. We have Beachy Head, which is very famous. Yeah, you can uh, you would... off Beachy Head as a that's right. ending to the trip. Yeah. That's right. It's quite famous from because uh, I mean Eastbourne is used in a lot of movies. Um, I mean the recent, more recent edition of Brighton Rock. 
that was actually filmed in this town because it looks more like Brighton in the 60s than Brighton does, <laughs> if that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> and, and Brighton is uh, the, the nearest city to us, uh, which is about 40 minutes by car, oh. uh, so it's not too far. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lovely part of the country and I'd be very glad to show you around because I do have sort of places I take um, people when they come over here because I've met a few of the community. Um, I've met the uh, uh, MGM kid come to visit a few years ago, which was really nice. My boy, is he tall. He's about six foot six. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, he is very tall. But I see that quite an honor that he came to see you rather than going to Italy because I know that's like his favorite vacation spot. Well, well, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he was up in London, and while he was there, he said, uh, "Come down to visit us for the day," and we had the most wonderful day. Uh, we went to a very old uh, medieval town, uh, Alfriston. Um, a lot of it dates back to like the 15 and 1600s, and it's got the old Tudor, well, yeah, Tudor style frame, uh, framing and that, and a few old pubs there and what have you. And went into an old bookshop, and yeah, he had a very good time. He said it was his best day in England, so that was cool. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I've fun. always liked about uh, uh, non-urban England is that you, you yeah. hold on to your heritage and and oh, to yeah. your history, whereas you know London is becoming trying to become like New York, all shiny glass and steel. You know? Oh, it has the old, it has the old stuff there as well mixed in, but yeah, outside of the main. The smoke, as we call it. Uh, yeah, you do have a lot more history. I mean, we, obviously, we've got things like Stonehenge, which is quite an impressive thing to do. Um, yeah. we, uh, there is just so much history. We've got Roman palaces. Um, we've got a rebuilt medieval town um, in a place uh, a little way away from here. And with it, what they've done is where old buildings have been taken down they've taken down brick by brick all numbered and then rebuilt them in this place and they've made a medieval town place using the authentic original stuff just rebuilt from the original materials there's something something i've always wanted to do is see hadrian's wall oh yeah that's the other end over it jumped on the other side and go i win <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah i've not actually been there uh, but yeah i've been around a lot of the country but i've never been to hadrian's wall Mm. And I've been up to Scotland once, yeah, which is quite a way, I say it's a long way away from here, This, but this will make you laugh. I mean, I'm on the south coast, and I went two-thirds up Scotland, which is right the other end of the country, and it took me about 12 hours to drive there. Wow. <laughs> and you're thinking, <laughs> I can't even get out of state in that, distance, <laughs> in that time. <laughs> That's yeah. how long it takes me to drive uh, down to West Palm Beach from here. It was about 12 hours. Yeah, that's mm. it. <laughs> Okay, in answer to your question, if you like old stuff, yeah, <laughs> that, that's right. It's great. Roger. Pleasure. If you yeah, want that's it, to go someplace else. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and if you want to know what the women are like, they're pretty much the same as women everywhere, except they speak uh, with an English accent. <laughs> well, apart from the people who aren't English. Um, <laughs> and the guys around here are pretty much like guys everywhere, apart from they talk with a local English accent. <laughs> Actually, having said that, we have a lot of Americans around here now. Uh, I mean, when Alex first moved over here with me, she was one of three Americans in the town. But I believe now we've got about eight or 900 here now. Holy crap. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, th th there's this thing called the internet, and it seems that Americans and Brits seem to, seem to get on very well in relationships. So you end up with a lot of them coming here and a lot going there. It's sort of like a kind of 
citizen exchange. <laughs> really? Because I, I, I have some citizens I would love to exchange, so... Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. uh, by the way, yeah, we had a vote on that, and uh, about, um, what was it, uh, about 3.2 million of us uh, voted not to let him into the country, but uh, the government didn't agree with us on that. <laughs> you know, um, okay, so now that, that uh, you know, I have my passport and the uh, the rest of the world is now open, uh, it made me think about, uh, I think we did this po possibly years ago on uh, the spotlight before, but of if you had to go on the run, where would you go? <laughs> Where would I go on the run? Right. Um, so I want to ask everybody: If you were a fugitive and you had to, you had to uh, be on the run. What, where, what place would you go to? Uh, we'll start off with you, Roger. Well, well, it would have to be somewhere like uh, Brazil because they're one of the few places which aren't going to extradite you. <laughs> well, not back to here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't speak Portuguese, so that's no good. I mean, maybe Argentina might be better. And uh, to go to um, kind of the Papagonia area where it was alleged that Hitler went to. <laughs> and I say the alleged, very big quotation marks there. Um, so, yeah, that would be a good place to hide out. You're out in the hills there. Admittedly, um, it's a lot of German and Welsh speaking people. Because uh, apparently, there's more people speak Wales in Argentina, Welsh in Argentina than they do in Wales. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, the, the yeah the ball the ball Martin Borman head. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I can even grow a moustache if necessary. Well, not a very good one. Yeah, what, I'm not old enough for that yet. What about what about you, Arpo? <laughs> Where would you go if you had to go on a run? Simple answer: I'd go to Antarctica because nobody is going to think to look for me in a place that's that cold. <laughs> Oh, did you know there's a... Now, here's an interesting one. Did you know there's a place in Antarctica called Troll Station? Cool! <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of thing. I wonder if it's where all the internet trolls live, you know? <laughs> well, I am sometimes an internet troll, so hey, all right. Oh, well, you'd be at home, right at home there, then. <laughs> all right. What, what, what about you, Ramsey? Uh, if you had to go on the run, what, where would you go? Uh, I would want to go somewhere warm, but the logical place would probably be Switzerland. Switzerland, okay. Yeah. Now, do you think you could? Yeah. Uh, you have no problem blending in and being a part of the. the oh, and now we talk about blending in, then I got to go to South Africa. Probably <laughs> notice I said South Africa, not Africa. Okay? Right. Because said, there's some places well, no, you, you don't want to blend you in. Can just, you can go to Switzerland and wrap yourself in a lot of coats and just tell people you're hot chocolate. That's <laughs> well, I, I mean, right now, if we were going to go from the USA, I would say go to Germany because Germany are quite pissed with the. Uh, U.S. government, and they're not going to deal with them on extradition, which is what you'd need to worry about. So Germany, right? That, that's, yeah, that's why I chose Switzerland because I know Switzerland kind of like don't really care about other people's laws. So you be cool well, that, there. That's true. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good choice. And you got the Alps. Mm -hmm. no. All right. what, what about you? <laughs> yeah, you don't like skiing. What about you, Monk? If you if you were on the run, where would you go? What country would you flee to? Country? No, I'd just go to East of Boga. I can blend in there easier than anywhere in the world. <laughs> Plus, you know, you, you go to East of Boga and they you, they said, uh, can you tell us how to get to the town square? And they'll say, well, you drive down the road about five miles and then you turn left and go north about 
20 miles. Won't that take me to the next town? I said, yeah, we don't like your kind around here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the mock? Who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I don't mention the fact that everybody in, in Tavoga looks exactly like monk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know where Ken would go though. Um, he's already there. He'd go to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> where, where would you go? He's to? already there. <laughs> if you had to flee the country, where would you go to, Ken? Oh, uh, Belize. Belize, really? Mm. Okay. Why Belize? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, I get the feeling he's fought this through. Big place on the dark net where, uh, where they say if the, the government is af after you for uh, drugs or something uh -huh. to, to a dark net market, the place to go is Belize. I've now, changed my place. I'm going to Belize with Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So. And, and, Say you're from. Where do you live? Believe. Yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, that was. Cool. I believe. Yeah, I need to get new scriptwriter. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, all right, so um, uh, one of the things that everybody's been talking about this year uh, lately is the whole uh, Weinstein situation, and uh, so now it seems like everybody in Hollywood is now getting in trouble for having <laughs> sexually harassed somebody or pulled out their junk or whatever it is. Uh, one of my favorite, yeah. my favorite one of all of these has to be the Louis CK one. And I, for the life of me, uh, don't get this idea of wanting some, to, someone to watch you masturbate. Like that is so crazy to me. <laughs> It's just, you know, like you have people over and say, hey, anybody might whip it out and masturbate for a while? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, apart from Monk, I don't see anybody doing that. <laughs> you've been at a party and somebody says, oh, mind if I smoke? And he's like, no, yeah, exactly. mind if I masturbate? Okay, what's the difference? <laughs> but, but the one, I, and please forgive me uh, if anybody, this has happened to anybody, but I gotta, I gotta talk about this one, um, the Terry Crews one. Um, it's hard for me to feel sorry for him. You know, it's hard for me to believe that man. I, I still have trouble believing that. Hello. Uh huh. Hello. Who is Crews? Who is what? It's Terry Crews. We're out of touch. <laughs> Terry Crews is the big yeah, black guy, football player turned actor. Uh, he's got a, a very natural sense of humor. Uh, he does very well in comedies. He was and, uh, uh, okay. everyone loves. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, forget the most important. You know, they told me to, they told me just to make myself at home. So, <laughs> no, the most important part. He's about six four, two hundred and forty pound, and he's solid muscle. And he's, yeah. saying, and he's saying he was at a party and a Hollywood executive just walked up to him and grabbed his genitals. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, somebody grabbed his genitals. Oh, yeah. God. Thinking somebody that big and mean looking? 
he grabs mine. I'm like, hey, feel free. But they wouldn't get. They'd get a bit of a frosty look because if that's happening to me, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> With my problem, the guy, <laughs> the guy is like, the guy is on the Today Show talk, talking about how he's like a survivor and stuff, and I'm sitting there like. I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for the guy. I'm like, I, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, he had the courage not to fight back and all of this stuff. And I, I don't, I don't see, I don't agree with that. I think that's yeah. I, I can't believe that, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 my favorite harassment story has got to be this Judge Roy Moore stuff. I mean, it, the girls are saying, "Well, he took us to his house and." Uh, he gets down to his underwear and plays the guitar. I'm thinking, what fool gets down to their underwear, your underwear, and all you're going to do is play the guitar and wear a cowboy hat? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I consider myself sexually enlightened, but Jesus Christ. All right, well, well you know how I do it, Kente. Listen, anybody that's claiming that they went to somebody's house or a hotel room after dark i don't i'm not even buying the whole sexual harassment i mean like i said it's like you going to an orgy and then complaining that people are having sex in front of you i mean <laughs> there's no casting there's no casting calls at nine o'clock at night wait a minute you know that's just not happening wait that's when i do my casting call. <laughs> <laughs> listen as executives as producers, we are very busy executives. Sometimes the only time <laughs> see people is at nine o'clock at night. In, in your, your bathroom. bathroom. In your bathroom. <laughs> well, you know, that way in my hotel room, the drinks are free. If I go down to the bar, I got to pay $13 for a martini. Exactly. Why do you need to be drinking if you're working? And, and, and pardon me if I'm in my bathrobe, but I do like to be comfortable when I'm in my own space. Okay? Now, hey, hey. If now, it works, now, shut up. Let me go to the robe, and you do whatever it is you're going to do, and uh, let's get this over with. <laughs> you're at a bar you can't say oh by the way do you mind if i masturbate while we do <laughs> exactly I, I, that's what i'm tripping over like if they had a problem with him masturbating why did you stay <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I, I mean i mean the way i see it if, if somebody was at a party and they say do i do you mind if i masturbate as long as everybody's in agreement then i don't see a problem with it <laughs> seriously well because you, you, as long as it's consent doesn't matter you said but you said why did they they stay it's impolite to walk yeah. out during a masturbation session you know <laughs> <laughs> come on now that that's no. wrong i mean the guy started you the least you can do is stay there and let the dude finish right <laughs> okay but let me ask you what, do you what do you think they was doing while he was masturbating do you think they were sitting there going over a script <laughs> <Who knows>? <laughs> <laughs> no the problem is just sitting there going yeah, you know, just. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if it's one of these things which is so out of the realm of personal experience that doesn't uh, connect. For example, um, about uh, eighteen years ago, I was in Corpus Christi, Texas. I was in a situation with about thirty people, um, and this car pulls up. Uh, we were outside a building, uh, but this car pulled up, windows rolled down, AK forty-seven come out the back, and two pistols pointed out. And being as like it's alien to me to see guns, uh, being from Britain, because even the police don't carry them here, 
Uh, like for the count, two counties where I live in, there's about six million people. We have seven uh, police officers carry firearms at any one time. That's how low the fire arms are. Anyway, the point is, I saw these guns and I just trying to go, oh, look, there's some guys with some guns. I had no fear because it was so outside my realms of understanding. It's just like, oh, there's people with guns. And everybody looks around and shits themselves. And there's me just going like, why is everybody ducking? You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it so turns out the guy they wanted to kill was the guy I was standing next to talking. But because everybody looked around at the same time, they drove off because there was too many witnesses. But it was going to be a drive-by. So, uh, yeah. Oh, but I have wow. seen guns fired out there. I mean, there was one time I was in a motel. A guy went running past the window. I'm standing next to it. And it, it, he's like, what, five, six feet from me. And then a guy comes behind him, and he's got his hand in the air like this, so I think he's waving his fist at him. Uh, and I'm like, and then he's like, bam, bam, right by where I am. I, I turn to Alex and say, oh, look, there's somebody shooting a gun. I wasn't scared because it's just not real to me. And she's like, get on the floor, there might be a stray bullet. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it might be an idea, I suppose. So I felt rather silly getting <laughs> on the floor because you don't, I mean, over here, you'd be, if, I mean, apart from in a couple of the cities, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who's heard a gun fired in anger, ever. Um, in fact, you can talk to a lot of people over here and they've never even seen a real gun um it's it's a very bizarre a bizarre thing indeed um it's just so unknown i mean like criminals do not carry guns here very often um because if you've got somebody who's going to attack you or to burgle you they're not going to be armed with a gun or anything they may not even have a knife uh because they don't need to because they just run away <laughs> and you're not going to shoot them so it doesn't matter Wow. Yeah, um, I mean, with the police, if there's anybody armed, they'll send out one of these seven officers uh, or a group of them, and they'll go on call and be there within a few minutes because of a rapid response. But most of the time, they don't need it. It's it's just uh, one of those things. Uh, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But again, you first of all, you have to understand that sex in Hollywood is like scripts. I mean, it's, it's, it's so part of what Hollywood is. Like I tell you all the time, Marilyn Monroe is one of the most famous actors in the world, and it was not for her performances. Okay, it, it, that's just the reality. It was for her you performances. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I had very much to do with how she performed. Okay, all right. <laughs> how, did Tom Cruise, how did Tom Cruise get to where he is? Uh, well, well, Tom Cruise, we the, don't judge women and men the same. The Zenu. Um, what is it? The uh, Zenu. Zenu uh, flew down on the ship and gave him a career. So, yeah, yeah. Scientology. I, I, I just wanted to say that what we can take away from Roger's little discussion there is that Roger understands the concept of guns, but not the concept of bullets. Would that be a fair? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm usually for a British person. I've actually fired guns quite a bit, and I've not been in the military. Um, hmm. we, so that's quite unusual. Um, so, yeah, I understand guns very well. <laughs> but uh, it, it's something most people over here don't. Um, I even use Actually, rifle. Roger is starting, a, is starting a second career as a gun whisperer. Yeah, gun whisperer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, take him out slowly. Yeah, I could give you some tips, Monk, if you're still having trouble hitting Ken in the mornings. <laughs> yeah, hold your breath on the outward breath, and it stops you jiggling up and down then, you see. <laughs> don't, don't gently squeeze the trigger. Don't tug it. You're going to get in trouble like these people in Hollywood. There's one more uh, dirt bag I, I got to bring up, and that's uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, Steven Seagal is, first of all, he's a bald-faced liar. 
the guy now he's claiming that he worked out he used to work out with bruce lee <laughs> you know like, you know and the, the 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 times don't even match and all of this stuff but apparently this guy is a uh just a raving lunatic i mean the guy uh you know he's sexually harassed beat up women uh underage yeah he's a, a real douchebag and then um uh, there's. They also said that he would hit uh, um, stuntmen on purpose, you know, uh, to you know injure stuntmen on purpose and all of this stuff. He's a real uh, piece of shit. And now his, you know, he he hangs out with his best friend uh, Putin in uh, Russia. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, <laughs> that's a career move. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> So he was, you know, I was glad that some stuff came out about uh, Steven Seagal. Um, and, but I, probably his worst crime is, and I agree with this, that he does run like a girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you look well, at what? He, he, he runs well, well, from what I know from most girls these days, they can all outrun me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, I'd say that's probably a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so... But, uh, okay, so that was also that went down in 2017. Um, yesterday, I had an opportunity to see the movie um, Justice League. And um, I don't know. Did anybody see that movie? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, saw, I, saw, I saw Rogue One this year. Warner Brothers' $300 million gamble, and it went over budget. So it's actually more than $300 million. You know, it's funny. Yeah, like, <laughs> is it? Is it? It doesn't seem like it should be hard to make a good movie about Superman and Batman. I, I I don't understand what is the. I don't understand how they could mess up. What is it like? Four straight movies with Batman and Superman. Like Man of Steel was blah. Batman versus Superman sucked, and now this one was mildly better than Batman versus Superman. Uh, like, why is it so hard to make a good? Superman movie, and what is going on there? Is it just purely Zack Snyder doesn't know what he's doing? Is it? I mean, what? It, what's the deal? I mean, like, why? Why? I, you... I think. I mm-hmm. think personally, this is just my opinion. Christopher Reeve ruined Superman for any other actor hmm. because Christopher uh... Reeve really did the role. Uh-huh. I mean. <clears throat> You know, his disguise was not a pair of glasses. His disguise for Clark Kent was an entirely different personality. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that from other Supermans. Mm. And that's why he is going to live, I think, for the rest of time, as the one true Superman of the movies. Because well, he was absolutely that, brilliant at it. That, that sort of lends into what I'm thinking... That the problem with the Superman movie, Superman movies they're making now, is they're mostly dwelling on the fact that uh, Superman is like a demigod. He uh, is greater than uh, humanity could possibly be. But when you look back to the old Superman stories in the comic books, yeah, he defeated the villains, but there was that duality of character you know that Christopher Reeves uh, worked so well uh, you know the 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 life as Superman the life as Clark Kent the TV series the, with George Reeves 
I mean, he was as much Clark Kent as he was Superman. In fact, I think he played Clark Kent more time, screen time than he did uh, Superman. So, I mean, and it's just the direction they've taken with it. But they won't go that direction now because that's what they do with Batman. You can't have another Batman movie with Superman in the starring role. So you can't have that duality of character. It's, you have to dwell on the fact that he realizes that, uh, uh, you know, he could crush humanity with his thumb. He could push our, our planet out of the solar system. I mean, that's, that's the kind of uh, strength and power he has. They've tried to limit it somewhat, but that's the problem. You know, it's funny. I'm trying to think, like, is Henry Cavill just bad, or is it his the material he's given? Because I mean, just I've seen material. him. In, I've seen him in I, I other stuff. A, good, you know. But yeah, but I think I think it's a combination of both. I mean, mostly it's the material. Henry Cavill for me is just not strong enough to play Superman. Yeah, I don't mean physically. I, I mean I mean in terms of terms of of acting and characterization, he's just not. Strong. He doesn't give off that Superman vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like, because he has no personality as Clark, and uh, yeah, you know, and he's like this mopey emo guy. Like, you know, uh, I don't like that. You know, like even and and I forget his name, but even the actor who played Superman in Superman Returns, mm-hmm. I feel did a better job than Henry Cavill's been doing. Brandon Routh, yeah. Brandon Routh, yeah, yeah, that that movie was. Terrible. Why they didn't keep him in the role, I don't know. He was, well, he wasn't, you know, Christopher Reeve. He was passable. Yeah, he Henry wasn't Cavill the uh, just has not worked for me as Superman. Well, the biggest problem, honestly, is with the DC character. You've got, you've had a bunch of Superman. Right, starting with with uh, uh, George Reeves in the the TV series, then Christopher Reeves in the the movies, and you know, then other people, and so it diffuses the whole, uh, you know, like accepting the character. Same thing with Batman to a great extent. You know, you start off with Michael Keaton, and then you got Val Kilmer, and then you got George Clooney. Then you got Christian Bale, and now you got Ben Affleck, and Affleck wants out, and the guy who who's doing the next Batman movie wants to put uh, uh, who like uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, the problem is when you go to see one of these movies, you're thinking about other people who have played the part. Now, Wonder Woman was different because the only real Wonder Woman we've had was Linda Carter in the TV series. Who, other than gigantic breasts, (coughs) not like really an exciting character and a great actress. You know, she just had like a real solid body. And so you didn't really, so when the Wonder Woman came out, it was like, okay, this is something different. The Marvel side of things. There have been a lot of Spider-Man. 
but of the others, there haven't been, you know, a, there haven't been a lot of Iron Man. There haven't been a lot. There's been a lot of Hulks. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, the other people. So they're not fighting against people's memory of other actors who have done it that maybe you think have done it better. So this is the, the big problem, I think, with the DC universe is that, you know, if you're going to have Superman, you're going to have Batman, people are always going to compare them to their favorite Superman or their favorite Batman. Mm. And it just doesn't work. Uh, I think I think it comes down to content, man. Um, you, There's just not a lot of good content in these comic movies that they're putting out right now. And, you know, you being an intelligent person and also a writer, it's going to be hard for you to digest crap. Well, and that's, that's what you're looking at. I talked to somebody the other day. The movies, all of these movies are like forgettable. I'm yeah. There. And like the the uh, the second Thor movie or the second Avengers movie or whatever was on. And it was like I'd seen the movie but it just like goes straight through. It's like, you know, uh, uh, just doesn't really stick. Nothing in them. You think to yourself, what was the plot of the first Avengers movie? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it was just, you know, the the, the, the Avengers doing something. What was the plot the, the, of the Tesseract second The Allspark was, or whatever it was. Avengers yeah. doing some stuff. You know, uh, it they don't stick. There's nothing there that makes... I mean, you think of the movies you love, and you think back, and you remember, like, the plot. You remember lines from it and everything else. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the superhero movies, they really don't stick for me. They don't. They don't. That's, that's actually well said, because... Uh, uh, like, And the villains are all similar in all of these movies. Like... Uh, the the villain in this movie was called Stephen Wolf, and it reminded me of Apocalypse, and it ri- reminded me of Ultra Ultron, and all these you know these villains that you know they yeah, have the exactly. same yeah movies, and they're really not that different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that's the biggest problem for me. There's nothing there that a year later I could tell you what the movie was. About. Yeah. Or six months later, or sometimes three months later. What was the movie about? I don't know. It was about the Avengers. They were just like doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I often feel with a lot of the, these movies these days, and have done for some time. It, it's about the eye candy, right? Um, I, mean, I mean, take Avatar, the movie when that came out. I know it's a little while ago now, but when that came out, everyone raved about how brilliant it was. But I lost the will to live halfway through it and turned it off. It was an utter piece of shit. Um, the, the, the first five minutes, I thought, oh, this is actually quite good. There was a bit of story, a bit of plot development, interesting. And then it was just following around these blue people. And it's like, oh, and it just was uninteresting. The, 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 problem, the problem with Avatar, if you didn't see it in 3D, it doesn't work as a movie. That, that that simply tells me that it, what I said at the start, it's all about the eye candy. That's right, all right, it right. was. It was. It was all about the eye candy. 
Yeah, uh, but it was absolutely awful. And why James movie. Cameron thinks he can make five more of these movies yeah. is beyond me. No, he's not, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they got, they got, they got, and three. They have more production now. They're doing oh, like, I, uh, does he? I mean, is it alimony or something? Like, why is he doing? Like, <laughs> why is he doing all of these? Like, I think he's trying to tell. I think after losing the Oscar to his ex-wife, he's just trying to show her. I can too direct an Oscar-winning movie. Still, uh-huh. you know what? It, yeah. it, it, it's it got to be one thing to lose an Oscar, but to lose it to your ex-wife—that's got to really sting. Yeah, that got to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cameron's like the Matrix movie, right? You had the first Matrix movie, and it was entertaining, yeah. and you know had some interesting ideas. I mean, it wasn't the, the most mind blowing thing you ever thought of, but you know it was entertaining, it was enjoyable, everything else. But they all they decided the I guess both of the the the, the brothers are now sisters, uh, but. It was like they decided, okay, now we're going to do another one, and we're going to do a third one. And it's like, why? Well, okay, but, 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 okay, but can, you, can I defend that? Because The Matrix was was more successful than I think anybody anticipated. And it was a thing of trying to strike while the iron is hot. And that's what they screwed up at with two and three. It was more, let's get this out, then let's put together. Because three is one of the trashiest movies I've ever seen in my life. Well... <laughs> well, uh, just so you guys will know that uh, they made a promise that if if uh, Reloaded and Revolution, Revelations were going to be good, if it wasn't going to be good, that they would cut their penises off. So they made good. <laughs> well, at least they made it. <laughs> they made good on it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 the real story behind that is they really didn't want to do uh, they didn't want to do two more sequels. They really didn't want to do another sequel, and they were basically told, "If you don't do it, we'll find you know some other somebody else to do it." So they were kind of forced into it. So uh, into doing a shitty movie or two shitty movies. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I, I'm sorry. I would be like, okay, you want someone else to do the movie? That's fine. Let them get blamed for how bad it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, do a shitty. Uh, I mean, re- really, a lot of it comes down to like how much money can we make out of this? <laughs> it seems to be so often to me. Uh, and when the money drive takes over from the creativity, you're going to end up with shit. It, right. It's as simple as that. Because creativity and making money, they can happen together. But if you go with pure creativity, you're not going to get the money men except the project, unless you're already very huge. Uh, because it's like uh, they're not taking the risk on you. Uh, That's why, and, I, and I've heard I've heard this from several people, and I know that when I majored in theater, our our acting director uh, said the same thing to us. But basically, there are a lot of, f- of film schools that the first day of school, the professor will say, "If you are here because you want to be rich." There's the door. Go find another career. That's right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, now, um, December used to be all about uh, a couple of things. Um, of course, my birth birth month, but um, oh, also uh, happy I, birthday to you. <laughs> I, ch- yeah. I I I share I share it with another person uh, who I, has a birthday. I heard all about that. Your birth in the manger and the three wise men. 
There you go. <laughs> there you go. But in the last couple of years, December has been Star Wars uh, month. And uh, we were treated with The Force Awakens. And then last year, it was Rogue One. And yeah. this year, it's going to be uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Star Wars The Last Jedi. And, uh, you know, the trailers look good. and uh, But trailers always look great, right? And uh, everybody... That's what, that's what trailer editors get paid for. You know what? I, I have seen... Can I... I have seen... Uh-huh, go ahead. I have seen trailers that were the most amazing trailers that made me go... God, oh man, I can't wait to see this movie. This looks fantastic. And the movie has been utter trash. That is the mark of a good trailer editor. That's why you the want mo- one. The most consistent uh, people in Hollywood are the people that make them damn trailers. So uh, <laughs> they never <laughs> fail. They never fail. They will. They You can give them utter shit and they will make a great trailer. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so, um, but everybody's been saying that Ryan Johnson did an amazing job and everyone's going to love this new Star Wars movie. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you somebody, I, I'm excited to see it. it. You know, it should be, you know, we'll see if it's good or not. Um, I'm a little afraid that it's going to be like the first one was basically a New Hope, you know, a remake of the New Hope. This one, from the the trailers, it looked like it's going to be very similar to Empire, like a remake of Empire. Um, They say that it's not that, but, you know, it kind of looks like it is a little bit. I was wondering, um, what do you guys think? Uh, Are you guys looking forward to seeing this, or do you think it's going to be more the same of what we've had? I, I am looking forward to seeing this for one reason, and that is to see uh, Carrie Fisher playing Princess Leia for the last time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, for myself, um, I watch about two movies a year, and in the last two years, the uh, Star Wars movies have been one of those two movies. Um, I enjoy the franchise, uh, fan of the uh, of it, um, and enjoy it on more than just the uh, movie watching side of things. Um, myself i know i'll enjoy it pretty much it's got stormtroopers in it and lightsabers i'm happy you know (laughs) don't need a lot more than that um i mean like i actually really enjoyed rogue one i mean it it felt like magnificent seven in space to me Mm -hmm. but i enjoyed that for what it was um actually that was battle beyond the stars but (laughs) yeah right i'm not familiar with that so uh yeah (laughs) but uh no i mean I, i very much enjoyed it for what it was and uh and uh, we'll enjoy it again, no doubt. Uh, if the Star Wars movies are where they're making a nod to the the uh, original trilogy, I'm fine with that. I like the original trilogy. So more of the same works for me. Um, it, it really does. It, it's, it, it's something... Um, I suppose that if, if it's something that you're going to get something out of anyway, it doesn't matter. Because, I mean, there's, there's like some things... Uh, that I, I mean, I find it with video games a lot. Some people say, "Oh, you, you, this is not a good game unless you like the franchise." Anyway, and and maybe that's what it is with some of the Star Wars films. If you like the franchise, then yeah, you're going to love it. If you just a if if you're into watching movies and judge it on the movie basis, then maybe not so much. Mm. Just wondering if that might be the case. Well, the movies, the new movies, are ruining the whole Star Wars franchise for me. I mean, yeah. I was there. 
I was a huge Dark Vader fan until I saw the first three. And I look at Dark Vader and I'm like, that is like one of the world's largest punks. I mean, you know. Now, I, I, I did enjoy Rogue One for this reason. It, uh, it stayed true to the story. And what I mean by that is, like, uh, if you take The Mummy, for instance. In The Mummy, they did uh, all about the Scorpion King. And then when they made the Scorpion King movie, it was nothing about the story that they told in The Mummy. You know, but Rogue One didn't do that. It stayed true to the Star Wars story. It showed how they got the plans, and that was a beautiful thing. But I'm not looking forward to these new Star Wars movies because every one of them just make me hate the franchise that much more. You know, I think, you know, you got to have that original passion for something so big, and it's just not there. You know, I, you know it's, I have to say, when I first saw Force Awakens, I liked it a lot, but it's a kind of a movie that diminishes every time you see it. Like, it, I don't think, I think upon, like, I've seen it about maybe three times, four times, something like that, and mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as when I first saw it. When I first saw it, I thought it was pretty cool, and then the more I see it, it's like, you know, and there's that point in the middle where it drags, and then it's that that CGI monster that's chasing them through the ship. I hate that scene. <laughs> like, I, I wish I could edit see, that scene. Now. My, I, I have seen, I have seen the force awakens once mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Don't really need to see it again. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, rogue I one, force- rogue one. I'm sorry. I didn't like it as a movie. It was, mm-hmm. it was two hours of boredom. And then 20 minutes of action where I already knew everybody was going to die. I mean, I I could not develop any kind of rapport with any of the characters in the movie because I knew they were all going to die. Because in the original Star Wars movie, Princess Leia tells Han Solo a lot of people died to get us this information. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, how can I get emotional? involved with someone that I know is going to die and that's why Rogue One didn't work for me mm. No, I think A Force Awakens would have worked if it wasn't a Star Wars movie if it was just a sci-fi film on its own I think you'd have had a, a, a it, you wouldn't felt you, you wouldn't have held it at such a high regard mm. you know but being part of the Star Wars franchise that, that makes a huge difference and it didn't. I mean, I think uh, Return of the Jedi is the slowest Star Wars movie they ever made, and Rogue One was was. Uh, I mean, A Force Awakens was slower than that, you know. And that whole yeah. dramatic ending with Luke turning around—that's like you, you said two hours, and that's the on- <laughs> That's the whole Luke right Mark there. Mark Hamill know? has the best agent in Hollywood because he got. <laughs> Second billing in that movie, and all he did was turn around, and that was it. Seven million dollars. <laughs> he was on screen for all of ten seconds and got second billing, and got seven million dollars for that too. That's a good and, agent. And when did Mark Hamill get on meth? He looks terrible. I'm like, jeez, <laughs> Louise. Have you? That guy looks horrible. Like, at first I thought it was just the character, but. When you see him, he, he looks like no, he's doing No, I've seen interviews, and that's really what he looks like. He's just like he's he, he he's like Johnny Depp ten years from now. You know, <laughs> just uh, oh yeah, I used to be Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill looks terrible, man. He needs he needs to use some of this Star Wars money to get you know get a, a makeover or something. Jeez, Louise. I mean, he looks like yeah. a Jedi on meth. That's what he looked yeah. like. <laughs> like. 
So I don't know. I look in the mirror every day and I think, Emil doesn't look so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, Emil. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Hey, he's doing all right. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to, the, to seeing it. Um, I don't know, like, you know, the one of the things that people talk about is uh, this idea of fan services, you know, throwing stuff in there to appease the fans. And I, I kind of feel like sometimes you got to say F the fans and just do what you feel is right. As If you're a talented person, just do what you feel is right. Because a lot of times we ask for stuff, and then when we get what we ask for, we complain. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Well, I wasn't very surprised with that. Right. But I, I, I think the problem is they are trying too hard and and have for the past, what, 20 years, been trying too hard to surpass the original trilogy. And they're never going to do that. They should have stopped after, after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, just like because George they had told Lucas a complete story, stopped. and they are never going to top what they did with those three movies. Now they're trying to surpass it, and it's just coming off as blase. Hmm. All right, so uh, um, now that we, we you know we talked about those films, uh, I wanted to ask: Was there any films that came out this year that you guys really thought was really good? Um, I'll I'll get the balls rolling first. One of my favorite film of the year uh, had to be um, was probably tied between this movie called Wind River, which is an amazing film. I don't know if you guys seen it. Uh, check it out. Uh, that guy's on a roll too. Taylor Sheridan. He did Hell in High Water last year, and then did Sicario the year before that. Um, but um, Get Out. That was a great movie. I, I really enjoyed the movie Get Out. Um, so, uh, was there any movie? We'll start with you, Ken. Was there any movie that you saw this year that you know? Really, I, I really like Wind River. Although the funny thing with Wind River was, uh, it like you've got this buildup, right? You know, the, the case is going along, things are going along, and then you get to the ending and and all the the shooting and all this other stuff, and then the movie's over. <laughs> and although I understand. You know, the structure, it was like, I felt like there should be more. I was expecting more. I wasn't expecting it to end as quickly as it did, although it wasn't quickly at all. I guess that was the mark of the movie, that it just moved along, moved along. And then it was over, and you were like, left, like, wow, uh, get out. I like Get Out an awful lot. Uh, I thought that was uh, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, let me think if there's anything else that really struck me. This I don't think so. I think I probably would have gone for those two movies. Those are the two that, and I do end up seeing, you know, most of the stuff that comes out. Uh <clears throat> Those are two that really stick with. Hmm. What about you, uh, uh, Roger? Was there any films that you saw that you uh, thought was good this year? <laughs> I saw Rogue One. I saw another film. I can't remember what it was. Uh, now, if you were talking about video games, yes. But the the one big thing for me this year, um, uh, very recently, has been virtual reality. 
that's the thing which has done it for me this year. Um, I mean, last week I was standing on the surface of Mars. That is something you you just cannot top, top that with anything. To be able to go and do that where the Mars rover had been around, it took pictures when it landed and what have you, and they stitched it together and made it into a virtual place you can walk around. Oh, wow. You can walk on, on the surface of Mars. For me, that beats any movie I've seen. Um, there, there's nothing compares to that. Uh, to be able to go to somewhere which is, you just feel like you're there. Uh, it's like going on the holiday, for real. <laughs> you know, you can't touch me. Well, you can. The, the, they are talking that virtual reality is going to be the next big thing for movies, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, I've seen some virtual reality movies. There's one um, uh, begins with uh, uh, an M, uh, MY something. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it, and you're in the role of uh, one of the characters, which is a robot, and you're like go to this family and it's sort of like how the family is interacting around you and you actually are in you're actually in the film as one of the characters um and so yeah it's already started um in fact i'll try and see if i can find out what that film's called but it's um i will be watching it uh, but i've been watching a lot of shorts because a lot of the franchises out at the moment especially the disney stuff as in uh, superhero movies and disney films they all have uh, a lot of um excuse me, uh, a lot of the uh, VR stuff going on, uh, which is like complements it. Like you get the phone apps, they've now got the VR for it. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find the name of that film. I'm nearly through my list. Uh, ah, Myubi uh, hmm. is called. Um, M-I-Y-U-B-I. Um, and it's kind of like set like retro future, 1980s. Um, the idea of it is, it's sort of like what it would have been like if you were in that kind of situ uh, situation. And I'm just going to, my UB. Um, I believe it came out last year, though. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's class the, false, the first full-length uh, VR film, although it's 40 minutes long. Um, but for VR, that is a long movie. Uh, but when you compare it to other movies, obviously not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, basically a part of it where you're in it is the unboxing of yourself as the robot in the front room on somebody's birthday. But, <laughs> and, uh, but let's just be honest, you know, what's what gonna, you know what's going to drive it is VR porn. I mean, well, they, duh. They, 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 I mean, duh. I was waiting for somebody to mention that. Won't they have to build a special attachment for that? <laughs> they already have. They exist. No, seriously, they exist. <laughs> all of these things are already out there and the VR porn has been driving a lot of it to where it is today so yeah and ever since um, October when there's been a price drop on the Rift I mean you can now get it with touch controllers uh, which are an amazing thing because well I'll explain that in a minute but since then the price dropped down to three ninety nine with touch controllers included um, which is now an affordable price for a lot of people um, I mean, there's one thing you do when you're in the tutorial of it. You, you have these virtual butterflies come out, and you have to get one of them to land on your finger. And because of the way the controllers work, uh, in fact, I can show you because we're on video, aren't we? Um, I mean, basically, the way it works is um, it's like your regular hand. I mean, if you clasp it, it'll pick something up. Okay. If you point your finger, 
your finger points but because it's all set up so like the butterfly lands there this vibrates slightly you know here, here break, vibrates slightly and it feels like it's landed on your finger if you go to touch something you get feedback which feels realistic mm. um you can do your thumb up when it comes and everything so you, you're in a space and you can interact with things you can pick it up you can throw it you you can pick up a gun for example uh you can cock it you can hold it you can you can do anything you know it's uh and you, and you can go anywhere. Um, so, yeah, it is kind of where the future is going. Do you pop on the head? Do you die? Uh, uh, is, is, I, I think it is possible. One thing which is kind of cool, though, is you think, well, how am I not going to bump into stuff? You know? And they have this kind of, like, matrix-like wall, which appears when you get close to it, because you do your play area, as they call it, and everywhere on the edge of it, as soon as you approach, it comes up with this wall, so you know not to walk past it, so you don't trip over anything, mm. which is rather clever. Yeah, they've got it very well sorted, I tell you. But yeah, I've been loving it. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, I actually went to the pyramids. Uh, yeah, but I couldn't believe they were within walking distance of Cairo, <laughs> for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you go there and it's like the webcam thing, you know, it's like the space. Okay, so you go to the Cairo and walk to the pyramids and let me know how realistic the, uh, the VR version was. <laughs> uh, I, I would say pretty darn good. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how accurate it is. And when you see people in VR, it's like you're looking up, down, round, wherever you like. Yes, if you want to look up their dress, you can, yes. Um, and I can see a few people thinking, because that, that's the first thing people ask. You get new technology, it's like, yeah, can we use it to fuck, you know? That, that's basically how it works, isn't it? Um, fuck or kill. So, yeah. Fuck or yeah, kill. And, and appliances are available, yes. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like, not that uh, I have any because with my problem, I can't use anything. Like, it's like, um, no, you're right, though. It's either fuck or kill, like... Like uh, yeah. like Grand Theft Auto, like you can get a deal. Oh, I love that. You can get a dildo. My favorite game. You can get a dildo on Grand Theft Auto, and the first thing you want to know is, can I beat someone to death with it? Yes, you can. Oh, no, no, Saints Row. <laughs> no, Saints Row. It's called the Penetrator, and it's about four foot long. And it's got great whip and flexibility. It's whack. I love that. Film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's most fun you can have a, with a dildo without being involved with another human being. <laughs> All right. All right, what, what about you, Monk? Uh, did you see any uh, any movies this year that you thought was pretty cool? Uh, the, the only one that comes to mind is Bodacious Tata's 44D. Uh, that was the... <laughs> Was that was that as good as uh, uh, Piranha Three Double D? No. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Bodacious tatas. Okay. What about you, Arpo? Uh, did you see anything that you uh, thought was pretty cool? Well, I am probably one of the few people in America who thought that Valerian was a really great film. Lion? Was there a lot of? Oh. We, we, we could have discussions. Mm. Yes, it was a lot of eye candy, but it was it was so true to the com. I'm a big fan of the Valerian comics. I'm so happy it was true to the comics. The acting was atrocious. The uh, actual uh, casting was unbelievably bad. And uh, it just... Yeah. It, I agree with you on all those things, and I loved it anyway. The Go story was kind of cool, but the 
the characterization of Valerian, the guy that was playing it, was so bad. I mean, I couldn't look at him with thinking, all right, this little guy, this kid, he's supposed to be some sort of James Bond super agent, but there's there's no way. I mean, he didn't give off that kind of a vibe at all. I mean, mm -hmm. Sean Connery is James Bond. You knew he was James Bond. He was mm -hmm. everything the character expected to be, and that was just good casting. I mean, mm -hmm. but this guy looks like he spent most of his nights reading the script because the incredible bags under his eyes. He mm -hmm. just did not look the hero type. And, he, and, and well, he's a good actor, does too. the character in the comics. That's what makes it funny. <clears throat> he's a, he's a good, uh, he's oh, a good sorry, actor. Not a he's not a hero type. He just keeps... The jokes were awful. He was no. Yeah, he, I, the guy is a good actor. That, okay. that actor. He doesn't understand. He does so. He doesn't grasp French humor. I I, I get that. Yeah, it, it makes the other movie yeah. that I saw this year mm -hmm. that that really impressed me a lot is a movie that has not come out yet. Uh, I was at the AFM, the American Film Market, at the beginning of the month, and I got a chance to see Obama Land. around so you can see let's make America not great again Land <laughs> is basically after Trump's election he Mike Pence and Paul Rudd or Paul Rand accidentally somehow fall from the penthouse terrace of Trump Tower and so the government decides that since, you know, Obama was such a great leader and everybody loves him so much, they make him president for life. Flash forward to 2040. <laughs> and the United States of America has now become East Obama land, West Obama land. In between are the Great Plains, the borderlands. Uh, Canada is erecting a wall across the border to keep us out. Uh, the last of the Trump Republicans are hiding out in abandoned Applebee's <laughs> and Chili's. Jesus Christ. The oh, wow. movie is brilliantly written. It is great satire. It is so funny. Um, it, it does need more post-production work. Mm. That's why they were showing it, and they did get uh, someone to say, yes, we've got, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars for you to really finish this and make it a great film. And I, I think I think it's going to be a huge uh, dark horse uh, sleeper. It's, it, is, it is truly funny. I mean, if what, uh, well, see, Ramsey's going to really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow! If I can only find someone uh, with an extra hundred thousand dollars for my movie, that's great. right, right. That's great. <laughs> Ken, Ken. Well, one thing I well, that's what the uh, AFM is for, and you. But uh, no, you go to Houston. I know. I suck during AFM. I suck. Uh, but Ken, you got an extra hundred thousand dollars, right? 
That silence that is like, temporarily having difficulty. I'm going to take that silence as, back, as back yes. In the air as soon as we stop talking about money. Uh, yeah, Thank you. I'm, I'm going to take that silence as yes. Uh, what? <laughs> get an extra, Ken has an extra $100,000, right? I do. Oh, there yeah. we go. See? See? He, 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 I got the hookup. All right, what about you, Rabsy? Was there any movies that you saw this year? Okay, well, I'm going to be, if I'm being perfectly honest, there's absolutely nothing that stood out that I was like, wow, that was an amazing film. But I don't want to be the dick of the group, so I will say that one movie that really I thought they did right was uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Really? And what I, what I mean by that is the way that they played him as this fumbling kid that's learning. You know, like he, everything he tried to do, he didn't succeed in. And that part where he was in suburban, you know, and it was trying to get back to the city and, and flung his whip and there was nothing there for it to attach to and he had to run. <laughs> that was just brilliant to me because that showed the reality of, you know, it, it showed that the writer took time to really think about the set, the, right. the, the story and where you would be, at, you know, because how you going to be playing from towers and uh, poles in suburbia, you know, it's, it's just it just didn't make any sense. You know, I like the fact that they was in depth with that. So if that was that was like the one thing that I would say that stood out to me. But yeah, there's nothing that I was like, wow, that was an experience this year. Not even Get Out, which by the way I forgot. I, to I've mention. never, I've I never also, seen. I also I, enjoyed Get Out. I, I didn't think Jordan Peele had it in him to do an effective horror film. But I must say, I was wrong. Uh, I thought it was very effective. It was amazing. Yeah. I never saw I never saw Get Out. It, it just something that was not on my list to see. Oh, my God. You got to see it. It's amazing. It's no, amazing. I don't. See, you're... No, it's an amazing film. Like, I, I, I felt kind of like that way, too. And then I saw it, and then, uh, yeah, and it's, it's probably... It, it's probably the... The best movie. I it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be another uh, Stepford Wives. Right. But it ran. It ran much deeper than that, which surprised me and really entertained me. Yeah, it's very good. It's 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 an amazing film. I I was shocked to be honest with you because I didn't I didn't see Jordan Peele doing something like that either. And he, you know, sometimes you're shocked in the world all right so uh, all right so i i have a couple of things i want to uh get through um th and then before we say goodbye now um uh often we talk about on the spotlight uh advances in technology and there's a lot of things that are coming out that i think can make our world better right uh, some things are being autom automated that i believe that uh could in fact help <coughs> us and um all right. So the, one of the first things I want to talk about, and I think we 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 mentioned this on the uh, the show some months ago, is they have a device called the iPal. Are you guys familiar with the iPal? No. iPal. iPal. Yes. What the iPal is is it is a robot that can actually babysit. Oh, yeah. Babysit your children. Yeah. yeah um, I see it. Yeah. Yes. Robot companion for kids and the elderly. Yeah. Great idea. Yes. Yeah, so if you have. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, well, I've got. Um, yeah, I've got strong opinions think, on robots. Think about it, though. Think about uh, it like this, Monk. If you <clears throat> want to go out and, you know, 
you know, go to the bar or wherever it is you want to go and you have the kids, you no longer have to feel guilty about, you know, leaving them in the house, you know, with a, a, a couple of Kool-Aid packets. You could actually have a robot that will watch your kids or your grandkids. And the, it has like an iPad on his chest, so it'll play music if they, you know, they need to be entertained or it'll show a, a cartoon or whatnot. So, and, it, and this is good. Why? Yeah, it's like people never saw Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's a fucking machine to. Yeah, a great idea. Hey, that's how revolutionary. That I'd love to. Have hey, one. hey, they they invented this already back in the the late fifties. I knew because I grew up with one. It's called television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, what's the difference? You know. <laughs> Okay, so if you guys don't like that, no, I mean I think it's a great idea. I, I, I think I, I think robotics will be. Uh, what am I hearing? I'm hearing something. Uh oh, somebody. Uh, oh right, somebody's watching the video, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. no, no, I was just trying to get because uh, no, what you're talking about is very similar to. Uh, an audio book that I have. It's a collection of short stories narrated by uh, <coughs> Richard Pochard. <coughs> uh -huh. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, famous. <laughs> and, and there's uh, the, one of the one of the short stories in it was called "Assisted Living," and it was about a robot companion that is designed mm -hmm. for your children, and you know. The girl that has the robots becomes yeah. a teenager and is at the mall, and this guy keeps trying to put moves on her, and she can't get him to go away. And the robot trying to make him go away accidentally rips his arm off. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see a problem says, with that. <laughs> well, everybody's going, you know, well, he's defective, he's defective. What are we going to do? Well, they decide to send him to an old folks' home to be a companion to this old man. And in the end, the robot realizes that what the old man wants more than anything else is to die. So the robot right. assists him with that and is consequently determined to be, you know, completely off its rocker and shut down at the end. But it's a really nice story. I really enjoyed uh, reading it. But uh, it, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of making me think of this new story because you know, yeah. like right, it's, like Don, it's like in Don Quixote. The the thing with that was is the worst form of madness is seeing the world as it really is, as opposed to seeing it as it should be. Hmm. Exactly. And that, yeah, and that's what this robot did. Is seeing the world as it really is. I mean, for myself, yes. I would love to have a robot. Um, uh, it's something which would be an amazing companion for me. Um, I, w I would love that very much. Okay. Well, uh, a bit of. I have. I, know, I have another sorry. thing. If if you did okay, you guys didn't like the iPal. You may love this one. I do. I think it's wonderful. Okay. So, <laughs> so we got one. We got one thumbs up on the iPal. What about this one? Okay. How about a robotic bartender? Now, there's a robot that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the tipsy robot. We've had those since uh, the 50s, too. They're called 
vending machine. Is it Bionic Bar? Is that what we're looking at? Yes, yes. Bar yes, yeah. it's in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, using tablets, guests select their drinks, and you can get. Yeah, I'm all for that. You get. Yeah. You you'll get your drink yeah. perfect because there's no human error in it at all. Yeah, well, and, and, that's, and, and, that's not why you go to the bar to get to get a yeah. perfect drink. You go to the bar to commiserate with the bartender, to uh, interact with him. He's your amateur psychologist. If there's going to be a robot bartender, it has to be like the one that was in the movie Passengers. Oh, you know, I know. Because he was that. great. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam's uh, Michael Sheen, I think it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, you guys, you guys don't like the robot bartender, or some of you guys like no, it. I, well, no, I mean, I, I'm. Although going out of the house is something I'm not so keen on, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, robot bars. Well, if you can set one up in the corner, you'd, you'd like it, though, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the other thing is, is like you go to um, what do you call them stores uh, to get your groceries, and while you're there, you have the automatic checkout mm-hmm. where you scan it yourself. I mean, really, oh. you, you've got a robotic uh, cashier then. Right. Okay, so does anyone... So a does couple it, more robots for, for Roger, and he can put together a singing group. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I do in real life anyway nowadays. Does anyone, or rather, I don't live in real life anymore. I live in virtual space most of the time. So, uh, yeah. Does anybody uh, use Uber by chance? No. Yes. I don't. No, I don't. Uh, okay, And so, I don't on principle. Okay, so... Uber is actually uh, developing driverless cars. These oh, are I'm for that. These cars, basically, <laughs> you get in, and th- basically they say because there's no the threat of human error, that these mm-hmm. will drive absolutely perfect. Uh, they're already testing them in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, yeah, but that uh, only works if you've got no human drivers on the roads <laughs> because that's where your human error comes from from right. people driving cars so if you're in a car driven by a robot and uh you're in a street full of people driving cars i think you're just about in the same situation it hasn't improved <laughs> yeah i mean if you look at modern cars anyway they're pretty much uh a fair way on that route already. I mean, if you go top of the range cars, you've got assisted steering, uh, assisted cor- cornering, automatic emergency braking, things like that. Um, yeah, when I drove down, rented a car and drove down to Florida uh, last May, yeah. it was uh, an Altima or something. And I couldn't figure out what this friggin' beeping was. Uh-huh. I realized every time there was a car like next to me, yeah, it would beep. Let me know. Oh, don't go into the other lane. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. Like, yeah. I would turn that shit off. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, the fact of the matter is, I've been driving for a long time. Yeah, but not everybody has. Well, fine. Then they should stay off the freaking road. <laughs> uh, okay, that is one I can't come back from. That is a really good answer. <laughs> Mom knows that how vocal I am 
with the. Oh, shit. he never shuts up with other drivers. We can't even have a conversation. We'll start talking about something. Is it? Well, the movie was like, God damn it! It's right in the. Right. I mean, it's just. I can't yeah. imagine this again. Yeah. I really can't. You're talking about a man I don't know there. I mean, I mean Ken, he'd be just <laughs> waving everybody through and, and saying hi, everybody. It's Alabama drivers. Alabama drivers. Uh, One thought. One would have thought that Florida drivers were worse. You know, um, you got, you know, all kinds of people who really don't know how to drive in Florida. I yeah. swear to God, I have never... I've driven all over the country. I've never seen drivers as poor as Alabama drivers. And I include Monk in that. Wow. When I was Monk, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, let's go 10 miles below the speed limit. Let's just sort of, yeah, we're moving. We're not <laughs> moving fast, but we're moving. They're uh, uh, not uh, moving. Uh, they're moseying. Oh, we're moseying. Hey. Yeah, what's the ride? Hey, my paranoia could takes me right out onto the road too. I mean, it follows me into the car. Yeah. Yeah, but just like, yeah, I mean, I admit I'm a fast and aggressive driver. Who would have thought? Yeah. Alabama traffic would be the thing to turn Ken to the dark side. Right. <laughs> All right. So, turn. So, here, so the, <laughs> All right, so the, the, the last thing before we go, um, now, Ken, you you have the pleasure of every day being able to see the monk, right? I could if I chose to. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> how would you uh, like? Very... How would you like the pleasure of every day being able to see Roger? That would be good. I would like seeing Roger. Oh, sure. Probably, <laughs> I'm not going to say bless you yet, Roger. No, oh, no, yeah. I, I'm saying bless you anyway, even if it's to do something nasty. Okay. No. Well, uh, well, uh, see. Roger, Roger would probably be fun to hang out with for like a few weeks, maybe uh, a few months, and then he would start becoming so irritating. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of his his little things, all the Roger things. All the, uh -huh. we've had eleven years of Roger. If you yep. were sort of like. Put them all into one, and every day, well, every day. What if I told you? What if I told you that the distance between you and Roger could be only thirty minutes? Thirty minutes? Yes. But, I could do thirty. Okay. Well, Elon Musk is coming up with a rocket. Oh, the 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 thing that will take you there in thirty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that thing. Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop over. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's only one problem with that issue, though. It's going to be bloody expensive. <laughs> Can't afford no, it. That's not the problem I see. It's a 30-minute trip from here to there, and then you spend four fucking hours driving away from the airport. <laughs> to get to no, no, four or five hours, you can get most of the way up the country. This is, this is hey, you been to Atlanta? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I haven't. Mm -hmm. It, uh, Ireland. You could literally uh, yeah. date you, uh, Ken. You could date someone in London and live in uh, in uh, Alabama. You know because it's only yes, thirty sir. minutes away, right? You could just exactly. It's just a pop over. 
<laughs> these days you don't have and, to, and, to date them because there are if you're of a sexual nature there are uh, devices nowadays where you can hook up to them they're bluetooth enabled and they replicate <laughs> the movements of actions of the person the other end yeah. um and it can feel like you are really being very intimate with that person but you're not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then you go, don't have the problem of having to sleep in the wet spot, spot you see. Um, <laughs> and, and then the other thing is, with, with robots coming on as they are, and AI as it is, you're never going to have an argument either. It's like, the human race will die out because of virtual sex, I reckon. Um, because, I mean, really, would you want the hassle if you could have it easy? You know? If there was the ever a, 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 a role model for virtual sex... Uh -huh. It's Roger. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I mean, the I thing mean, is, they, it, they, they yeah. put him on the poster. Do you want to be intimate in the same room with uh -huh. this gentleman? That's right, and you'll say no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so definitely not. And and that's how. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how it go. I mean, the thing is, the only time you'd get people have genuine relationships is if they actually fell in love. Wouldn't that be lovely? You know, instead of uh, thinking, no, I'll go with them because I get freebie sex. It's like, yeah, it's the wrong reason to have a relationship. Just get a robot, you know. But if, if you if you fall in love with somebody, then you get together with them and you have a lovely relationship. Wow. Simple as that. Oh, unless you want children. And then uh, that's a whole new ball game I haven't thought through yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that that is a, that is a, a long distance booty call oh. for sure. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank everybody yeah. for coming on the show. Uh, this was uh, awesome. Uh, somebody got a little background music for us. Uh, uh, hi, give me, uh, give me, give me two minutes. I'll be right with you. All right. So I must. I'm gonna first start off with you, Ken. Um, sure. Is there anything that we can be on the lookout for? What's the state of TMU? And um, how can we contact you if we need you? State of TMU is the same as it has been. It's there. Use it if you choose to. Don't use it if you don't choose to. <laughs> uh, getting hold of me, you can get hold of me there. You can get a, you can get hold of me anyway. But I don't really want to be gotten hold of. So, therefore, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's easier to just not get hold of me and just imagine that you got. <laughs> I do that all the time. I always imagine I've got older Ken, and we have a wonderful time. Yeah, so we have much better time in your imagination. Hell yeah! So, right. If you wait, on, I'm just I'm just finishing an interview here. Be right with you. All right. Uh, yeah. If I if I go next, so if you are, yes, so course. basically, Ken, okay, you're saying, I'll call you back in a few minutes. Ken, you're basically yeah. saying if you if uh, somebody wakes up with a dead hooker in the bed, don't call you. Exactly. But if they have a dead hooker in the trunk, he's all over it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, how many times have I called Ken and said, Ken, come help me. Bring your shovel. Yeah. yeah and I bet his first thing is, like, dig the hole yourself. <laughs> he said, I ain't getting up at three in the morning to go and bury another body for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I'm all for not leaving the house, things like that. Um, yeah, if you can do it online or virtually, I'm all over it. Uh, if you've got to do it in real life, 
not so interested. <laughs> Ar- Arpo, because <laughs> real life sucks. <laughs> Arpo, how, how can we get you and uh, what what can we be on the lookout for with you? Okay, well, as I as I like to say uh, at the end of the movie time show, uh, you can reach me on Facebook if you want to be social. You can reach me on LinkedIn if you want to talk business, or you can just Skype me. But you have to let me know that you are a fan of this show. Uh, because I get way too many requests from Armenian women who want to marry me and robots who want to steal my charge card numbers. Uh, yeah, well, why don't you just marry the robot instead? It's problem solved. <laughs> and then they can steal other people's charge cards for you. Yeah, that's an idea. Anyway, uh, for the future, what you can look for from me is uh, I am now working with a company called Omashanti. I am a film producer. Uh, we have three projects on the slate that we're doing that we're working on this year uh we are going to start filming the first one in april called what did she say it will be starring amir arison who uh, plays aram on the blacklist and uh after that uh i'm working with a rom-com and with a historical movie about uh, Nebuchadnezzar called King of Babylon. So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's that's just this year. We have a slate of about 10 movies over the next three years, and I am really excited. It has really invigorated my life. Well, Congratulations. And I get to work man. with the wonderful Catherine Swan, who's... Yeah picture you all got to oh roger didn't get to see the picture oh gosh no. i have to put this up again uh, poor roger that. didn't get poor roger didn't get to see the picture uh, yeah. uh, oh it's not fair he should get to see the picture too as uh as arpo's getting the picture ready uh roger how can we get you in social media and are you you doing anything that uh there you go roger that's that's my where where will i find it where where will i find it oh there it is right there it should be right okay i see yes nope don't know her don't know don't know the person yeah well she's wonderful and she has changed my life for the better Oh, that's well, good. that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. So that's nice. So, how can we get you, uh, Roger? And do, is there anything we need to be on the lookout for you? Oh uh, well, I suppose the easiest ways to get hold of me are either Facebook or Discord. I uh, don't really use Skype anymore. If you want me on Skype, let me know first. Okay. Because um, it's like today I installed it because I didn't know if you'd be doing this on Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like yeah. <laughs> Because um, I connect with people on there, or, um, if if at all. Uh, the, the other thing is you can get me on Twitch, because um, I've got a Twitch channel. But mostly at the moment, I am uh, working, uh, doing stuff with other people on their Twitch channels. Um, uh, Scott's got one which is working pretty well at the moment. He's making money off of it. So I do a lot of cross projects with him on that. Um yeah, and uh, generally keeping my uh, virtual hand in the uh, entertainment um, hobby area, as I see it, because I don't make money from it. Uh, but I don't, well, I could do, but it's not, now Scott's making money, I'd rather put time into supporting him do it. Because oh. um, his needs are greater than mine. Um, 
because I'm in a very different situation from what I have been in the past. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, things are very different. So my uh, needs and wants have changed a lot. All I need now is a robot, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, and not for sexual purposes, I might add, because I can't do that because of my problem. <laughs> yes, I still have the medical problem. I still need a big operation, but it's apparently quite dangerous. So it's like, yeah, I think I'll put that off until I really have to have it. So, um, yeah, it's like right now I'm getting along just fine without it. I, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, I'd rather, yeah, yeah, I mean, the last operation. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you've heard the horror stories before. It got worse. So yeah. Oh wow. Uh, just scared. think. Just think. When you do it, you can come out of the uh, out of the operating room and say, "Today I am a man." Yeah, I don't care anymore. Like, or a woman if they care. screw up the operation. <laughs> yeah. it, it wouldn't bother me one way or the other anymore. <laughs> it's like if they took it off, if, I'd, I'd let them take it off if it stopped it hurting. Seriously, I would. Yeah. It's that bad. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, if it hurt like this, you. So, yes, um, chasing women is not a priority for me anymore. Well, it never really was. Uh, it's usually beating them off with stick was my priority. But that's another story. <laughs> beating them up. Seriously. That's another you story know, for another day. Yeah, there, you know, there, there's I, I, a I story never, I, with Roger with, with women and sticks and beating, but I don't think it quite turned out like exactly. you explained it. Yeah, 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 probably not, yeah. I, I, I mean, put it this way, I've never hit on a woman, yet I've been married twice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've turned down a lot of women. Uh, I, I've uh, done that thing where I had the talk and say I'm terribly sorry, but it's not happening. Done that a lot. Oh, usually, <laughs> women have that talk with me. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, that's what most guys. But I also had the other thing when I was younger. It's like it's the plumber, and yes, that kind of thing goes on. And and yes, I did turn down every single one of them. And you're thinking, what's the matter with you, man? But yeah, uh, that's the way I roll. Well, or rather, I don't. Well, you know, a job of a plumber is to uh, clean all the pipes. So, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do hate. I do hate to cut out early, but I am late for uh, a phone conference for business. Yeah. So, okay, well, right. I want to say, hey, thank you for having me on the show, Ken, Roger, Monk, Ramsey. Really yeah. great to have gotten to see you guys again. Yeah. And looking forward to the next time. All right. All right. Well, thank you. All right. The month. With that, I, I do have to depart. But thank you. Thank you, Kente, for including me today. Oh, for sure. All right. Now, Monk, uh, is there anything? Uh, are you going to do that fairy movie? Is that going to happen? Uh, who the hell knows? I've got, I've got so many little projects that are just hanging around, waiting for me to do the next thing with them. That, yeah, and um, you've got to defeat Mordor yet as well. Absolutely. Roger yeah. knows what I do with most of my time here lately because okay. we, yeah. we follow each other on uh, Steam. Steam, yeah. yeah. We know what yeah. each other's playing. Well, that's, uh, I, I, mean, I mean, the way um, I, this is something I wanted to mention earlier is only a quick thing, but I don't know about you, Monk, but I'm finding these days that a lot of video games have downside better stories than movies that come out these days. Yes, yes, they do. Which is why I'd rather play a game because I prefer a good story. It's like reading a good book sometimes. Exactly. So if you get to play your way through the book. Exactly. But uh, if you need to get in contact with me, uh, you can probably <laughs> uh, leave a message on Facebook. Occasionally, I check it maybe at least once a week. So if it takes a long time for me to respond and you need me for something, just 
within a week, I'll usually get around to answering yeah. somebody. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, I wanted or, to get over here, yeah. Paul Ken. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, actually, yeah. Ken, go knock on his door. Well, I mean, that is an option. I mean, for myself, I'd probably just send you a message on Steam, to be honest. Yeah. It'd be the easiest way to get hold of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you see me online, and that's usually, I think, that's the right. yeah. yeah. past couple of times that we've gotten in contact with each other. We have, yeah, it's easy enough. Yeah, I'm always there if you want me, uh, and I'm always there if you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But, right. yeah, I'm about a lot these days. I um, I don't leave the house very often, as I have to, so, yeah. Um, yeah, life has changed a lot, so, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I now have a life where I live at home all the time. I'm now uh, registered disabled and what have you and uh, so yeah yeah it's been a bit of a year so uh, yeah enough on that because this is supposed to be a happy show and yeah I've got my finger in the air (laughs) last but definitely not least uh, Ramsey uh, how can people get in contact with you and what should we be on the lookout for with you okay well uh, probably the best way to get in touch with me is um, probably through Facebook Um, I am not as active as I used to be. As a matter of fact, I'm trying not to be active at all, but, you know, every now and then I do check it out. Uh, As far as what we got coming up next, I'm glad to say that we have finally solidified the radio platform. So um, next we're going to be looking for content. We've uh, just got our first uh, forward scheduled night done, which is Thursday Night Talk, and we're going to be looking to add more uh, content to Raya Radio and as that is going on, Raya TV is also is in the process of being launched next year. So that means that um, I'm going to be looking for content for that as well. So if you're out there and you have some content, uh, we'd love to hear from you. The best way to get in touch with us is just to go to the website, which is RayaNetwork.com, and then hit the uh, contact button. Uh, what we got going on is Thursday Night Talk. Again, uh, it starts at 8 o'clock Eastern. And you can listen to it either through the website, which is RyanNetwork.com, or on the TuneIn app. Just look for Raya Radio, and that's R-A-I-A Radio. All right, all right. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at KenteF. And, of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. Um, I just want to thank... Yes. Kente, how can you stop posting those wonderful quotes that you were posting, a thousand quotes a day from famous people? Well, I feel, I felt like um, you know everybody needs to know what the, I, f- I felt like Done. everybody needs to know uh, what the great like Tupac Shakur said or or whoever. Uh, I was really dead. Facebook, and there would be like eight posts from you with inspirational quotes. Can I can I and tell then, can I tell the ah, truth? Can I tell the truth about that? No, I was getting, I was getting, uh, <laughs> I was getting. Like, listen to Ken. Just do it. People were like, people like, people were literally saying like, "Man, I really like your quotes, man. This is really awesome." You know, honestly, I accidentally signed up for some Twitter thing that was putting them out, and I didn't even realize it until people started mentioning it to me that it was actually going out on there. So I, <laughs> I wasn't posting nothing. It was automatically going out. So, but I just found it funny that people were, you know, reacting so much to, to these quotes that, you know, they were, you know. People do react to quotes. They really do because it can touch uh, a person in ways that if it touches the heart in ways that other things don't necessarily do so. Um, My favorite person for quotes is Marcus Aurelius. 
um, he had some great ones. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember any off the top of my head, but yeah, very my, good. My uh, he was a Roman emperor. My favorite was Tupac Shakur. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it was also yeah, not not the Roman emperor. No, <laughs> no that, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Machia- Machiavelli, and then he goes and disappears, apparently dying. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's released enough albums uh, with the material recorded to be out there for at least the next ten, fifteen years. Uh huh. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, that's know. funny. It's just one of those theories. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but no. Um, yeah, he, he did have a lot of interesting stuff. Yes, just in just the fact that that he might may not have really died. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would like that to that be fear? true. I would like to be. I would like that to be true, but I don't believe that because uh, mm, as right, uh, yeah. uh, what did you say, uh, Ramsey? Used to say, uh, you know that Tupac. Yeah, I know alive. he did because uh, a soldier boy is out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't said nothing. <laughs> right. So. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah, you got me there. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next year. Okay.